What would you do with your life if you knew you couldn't fail? If you had all the money, all the time, all the knowledge, all the resources that you needed, what would you do with your life if you simply knew that anything was possible for you? My name is Christina Carlson, founder of global Swedish design and inspiration brand Dream Life and author of the book Your Dream Life Starts Here. And I love exploring these sorts of questions to inspire people like you to chase your own dream life, whatever that means for you. Many years ago, I wrote down a dream on paper that would one day bring Swedish design to the world and create beautiful, inspiring and meaningful products that would bring sparks of joy into the everyday lives of millions. Now that I have achieved that dream, I want to leverage everything I've learned to help you dream big and to create a global movement to inspire 101 million people to transform their lives and transform the world in return. Each episode will dive deep into the power of dreaming and share real insights and practical ideas that you can use immediately to build a dream life of your own, whatever that means for you. Hi there and welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is with another inspiring guest. A few weeks ago, I was at a business conference and a lovely guy came up and said hi. And he told me that he read my book, Your Dream Life Starts Here, and that the book had made a big impact on his life. He also said, I am sure you hear that all the time. And I don't all the time, but I definitely hear it and I absolutely love it. So if my book or online course or podcast has made an impact on your life, I would love to hear from you. It's so inspiring to hear what you are doing to create your dream life. So please send us an email and I would love to hear it. So today's guest is David Lee Schneider, and David is a digital marketing consultant and the founder of Fly Social Digital who has made it his mission to empower people to turn their passion into profit. Over the past decade, he has helped hundreds of business owners across Australia to grow their businesses by doing less using evergreen marketing. David loves adventure, good wine, and traveling the world with his wife and two girls. As a child, which I just found out on the podcast as I was recording it, he watched way too many martial art movies and decided to spend a year in China to practice Kung Fu with the monks at the Shalon Temple at the age of 11. And he says a year that changed his entire view on life. So extraordinary. He believes in the power of dreams and that we should all focus more on building a life than on making a living. It's such a good episode. So let's get straight into it. Hi, David, and welcome to my podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. Hi, Christina. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. I loved when I met you, which wasn't that long ago, and uh, you just came up with this big, warm smile and said you read my book and it changed your life. And you actually said something that I think is worth mentioning, and that is, I'm sure you hear that all the time. And I don't, but I, I definitely hear it, but not all the time. And for anyone who's listening and see me or wants to email me about their stories, I think it's so fun 
and so interesting to hear how uh, the book has affected different people out there. So thank you first for doing that. But before we get started, I wanted to ask you a question that I ask all my guests, and that is, did you have a dream as a child? Was it something you wanted to do or become? So as a kid, I was quite passionate about martial arts, actually. I loved, um, I did a few years of Taekwondo, and I watched a lot of martial art movies with Jean-Claude Van Damme and all the big guys. And I, I got really inspired. And I had this dream. I watched a documentary one, one day when I was about eight or nine. And it was about the Shaolin Temple in China. I don't know if you heard of it. No, I haven't, see, I haven't heard about the documentary. No, but the Shaolin Temple. Yes, I have. Yes. Yes. So I, I got really inspired by the thousands of years of knowledge that are there and they're training Kung Fu every day. And I really wanted to go there and, and practice with them. So I asked my mom and she thought that was a crazy idea. So she said, you, you can go after school. I think it's, you know, I think it's great. She didn't want to crush my dream, but it was something for a later stage of life. And I said, no, I really feel like I want to go now. After months and months of nagging her, she somehow made it possible and said, you know, if this is really your dream, we should plan a holiday and go over there and have a look at it and see if it's possible. And she said, I won't promise anything, but let's try. Right? So we, we all packed our bags and went on a journey to China. I was 10 at the time. And we looked at the Shaolin Temple and we, we talked to them. And after like a lot of efforts and, and negotiations, they opened up to the idea. And then I actually ended up spending a year with the Shaolin monks and training martial arts every day. Oh, wow. That is fascinating. Yes, it was definitely an interesting year. And I would, I would say it's probably a year that has shaped my whole view on life and, and what's possible. So it's really opened my eyes and sort of gotten me on, on the track of believing that whatever we dream up is actually doable. That is so inspiring. So I, w- I want to ask more questions. Before I do this, let's talk a little bit about your journey so far, and then we can perhaps go deeper on that year, because that's that's absolutely so inspiring, because I think it's um, one thing to have those big dreams very little when you're kind of, you know, relying on someone else to make them happen in terms of providing the funds or support to get there. So that's super inspiring. So maybe share a little bit about your journey so far, and then maybe we can go a little bit deeper on that one. Yes, Absolutely. I was studying back in Germany. I studied Chinese, actually, which um, sort of came out of, you know, the whole time spending in China and stuff. So I I decided to study Chinese because I I love the language and I love the culture. And after a couple of years in, I felt like I'm not on the right track. I felt a little bit lost and I was really craving some adventure and something new. I wanted to travel Um, as a student. You know, I didn't have a lot of funds behind me. So I thought, oh, work and travel sounds really interesting. And I started doing some research of where I could do that. And there were countries like Canada and France and England, which were very close to Germany. So I thought, I want to go further away. And then I came across Australia. And that sounded very exotic and very exciting. And also there was summer while I was stuck in in the middle of winter. So I thought Australia sounds like a really interesting option. And I basically made a very spontaneous decision and said, I'm going. And I booked the flight and literally a a few weeks later, it was, I think, a couple of months, um, I was on the plane to Australia with no real plan. All I knew was I wanted to stay here for a year and travel, do backpacking. And when I came here, after a few months, I loved it so much that I didn't really want to go back. So I made the decision to stay in Australia. And I think uh, when when I picked up your book, I think 
a lot of your story I could very much relate to. And I think that's what made it so interesting for me as well, because I felt like there were a lot of similarities in, in terms of, you know, coming from a European country and uh, completely sort of starting a new life. Yeah, but then when I came to Australia, I, um, I sort of built a new life here. I met my wife in Sydney. Uh, we now have two beautiful little kids, or not so little anymore. Uh, one is nine, one is 13. Mm, nice. And yeah, we started our life here and it was very exciting and lots of new things happening. And eventually I felt again like I did when I was in the middle of my studies where I sort of hit a plateau and I felt like I've gotten off track again and I've lost my spark and I didn't quite know where I was going and what I was doing. And that was a time when I started listening to your audiobook and I told my wife about it and then she bought the physical book. Um, the hard copy for me for my birthday. Like with so many things in life, sometimes we overcomplicate things. And I think we need to get back to basics sometimes. And just a simple exercise like sitting down and writing down your dreams or, you know, what you want to achieve in life and, and some goals can make such a huge difference. And I felt like I had lost or, or I hadn't done it in, in quite a while. I hadn't I, I'd stopped dreaming and picking up that book reminded me of how important it was to dream and, and start having something to look forward to again. So you obviously wrote down some dreams and where did you go from there? Yeah, for me, I think what's made a huge difference in my life was getting very clear on your values. What really matters to you, what's important to you and identifying your core values makes it so much easier to then decide on what you say yes or no to, I guess. Absolutely. What came out of that, I realized one of my, my core values, um, I think probably my number one core value was freedom. And freedom obviously means a lot of different things for different people. But for me, freedom meant being able to, to do what I love when I want to do it and with whom I want to do it, right? So having, having that freedom uh, financially, but also in, in a sense of being able to move around freely, um, because I love traveling, for example. So just having a way of life that allowed me to, to live that freedom was really important to me. So from then on, every time I made a decision, whether in business or personal life, I always ask myself, is this going to give me freedom or is this going to take freedom away? Right? So it gave me almost like a compass that helps you a little bit, you know, staying on track and guide you in, in your decision making. Yeah, I agree. I always talk about this in my in my workshops that it's so much easier because um, before I was really clear on my values, I felt a bit guilty because personal growth is my highest value. And I used to spend a lot of money traveling across the world to go to amazing workshops and seminars. And, you know, that's how we met. <laughs> but uh, it just really helped me lose that kind of guilt and also almost felt like I had to to justify all the time why I was doing that. Once I was clear on that and share that, you know, with my family and friends and and I've been quite open with that here on the podcast as well, is that now I don't feel guilty about buying another book or joining another <laughs> program or pay for um, workshops or coaching or whatever that is, just helps so much. So have you have you found that as well in terms of getting rid of some of that guilt? Yes, I can, I can relate. Um, I think when... You know, a lot of times when, when emotions come up, um, we, we can't quite identify, like, wh where's this coming from? Why do I feel, you know, whether it's guilt or um, other types of emotions? But I think having clarity on your values helps you put these emotions 
into their place and, and understand where that's deriving from. So I think it's it's really helpful to to have your value, values um, clearly in front of you um, to to then make those decisions, you know, like what and, and not feel bad about it, but actually embrace it. Yeah. And uh, were there any other tools in the in the book that has made a big difference? Actually, after we met, I started listening again a little bit um, and just picked up a few few chapters and, and did some browsing through it. And when I first picked it up, that was quite a few years ago. But now listening to it again, you know, it's always nice to pick up a book at a different stage of life and you look at things differently. And I think it's it's really what I sort of said at the start is going back to basics. I think, and I, I find that in marketing as well, a lot of times it's, we tend to overcomplicate things, but it's really the fundamentals most of the time, uh, especially in personal development and finances, same in marketing. It's the fundamentals that often give us the best or biggest um, results. Right. So, and like I said, like a, a simple exercise, like just sitting down and writing down your top 10, 20, 50, 100 goals, and then designing a life that actually embraces those goals and, and, and design your life around them. I think that's such a simple exercise, but rarely, like I'm always quite amazed how few people actually do these simple exercises, you know, to really sit down and think about what is the life that I want to create. Absolutely. I find that so many people, and it's so easy to do just to run with life. Like you get into your career and then you fill your life with that and everything around it. And then you don't take a lot of time for yourself. So, but I'm hoping by um, listening to podcasts like this, people actually will take some time. And I, I run my free workshops a few times a year just to kind of really help people to stop because sometimes all you need is like one dream, you know, for you having freedom, that alone just could be something you can work on for the rest of your life because that could be so, so in so many areas and um, a really powerful and really a fulfilling life. Yes. And I think our, our dreams and values is something that um, is work in progress. Like it's never set in stone. I think we need to revisit that quite frequently, you know. So I try to make an effort to every year uh, take time to reflect a little bit and, and revisit my values and, and goals and see, is, ask myself if I'm still on track or whether I need to change certain things. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, at the time of recording, this is like the perfect time now to think about the next year. I tend to actually focus on quarters. So I almost feel like I treat a quarter as a year because the years when I haven't felt that I have done as much as I would have liked to in terms of not just achieving goals, but just doing things that I really love is often the years where I kind of felt like I set big goals, but I didn't really feel the urgency to make them happen because it was so far away. And then the year goes so quickly and life happens and all of a sudden it's it's one year is gone. And treating every quarter as a little mini year. So you kind of have, you know, your dreams and goals you want to work for for the year, but then you break it down. So this quarter, I'm only going to focus on this. And it's just so powerful to just be so single focused on a few small things and you know, similar to what you said before, the fundamentals, you know, simplify things and then work on that versus having these massive goal or dream and at the end of the year and then you don't feel like you got anywhere. And then you have another year uh, ahead of you, but the quarters, if you treat them like little mini years, then it's so much easier. Yes, I like that, breaking it down. I, I heard a saying once which always stuck with me. It's um, we, we overestimate what we can do in a day, but we underestimate what we can do in a year. Have you ever, you know, looked back at the end of a year and, and realized I've actually achieved quite a bit, but on a day-to-day -day basis, it doesn't really feel like we're making that much of progress. 
But when you look back, you go, oh, wow, actually, there was quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have a podcast about that to um, review the year. And so for anyone who's listening, that might be a good one to do because we do do a lot of things and it's easy to just look at the daily stuff and then forget about all the amazing things that we did the last 12 months. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about how your life changed from where you were. So you're feeling a little bit lost and then you worked on your values and you wrote down your dreams. So how do you feel like your life is different to compare to what it was before? Quite a few years ago, I actually had a career in hospitality. And when I was younger, I loved it. I loved the buzz of working with people, working on a team, uh, the fast-paced environment, and I got to, so we actually owned a cafe in Sydney as well for quite a few years, which we then ended up selling. And at the time when we, uh, sort of at the end of that hospitality journey, um, that was also when my first girl was, was maybe two years old or three years old. And what I realized is that I was missing out on a lot of precious moments. I really felt stuck in the business. And that was a big, big problem for me because I felt like I'm, um, I was getting anxious because I felt I couldn't move around. Um, I couldn't really take a holiday. Uh, at least it felt that way. And so, yeah, I really felt stuck in that place. So then I asked myself, you know, what, where am I going to go from here? Is it, am I going to build this to a stage where I hire a team so I can pull myself out? Or is this actually what I still want to do? And I realized, actually, it's not what I want to be doing for the rest of my life, you know? Like, what I really wanted to do is create and design and um, I've always had a, had a love for um, web design. I, I love designing. I love aesthetics and I've always done that on the side, but I've never actually taken it seriously. And I, when, I, when I sort of got over hospitality, I thought, you know, this is something I really love, love doing. This is something worth fighting for, basically. And um, in 2007, when um, Tim Ferriss's book, the four-hour work week came out. That was probably my first ever personal development book. And that really inspired me to design a life that I really wanted. Mm. And that's made a huge difference because I think it put me on the path of personal development and actually working on myself to become the person I need to be to achieve the life I want, right? And um, so he really inspired me in terms of thinking um, or uh, reverse engineering, basically. He's What's the outcome? Where, where do I want to end up? And what do I need to do to actually get to that goal? So that's really changed my mind. And when I, um, in my last year of the cafe business, I basically thought to myself, you know, what, where am I going from, from here? Am I going to uh, sell the business or am I going to just keep doing it and stay where I am? Or am I just going to let it go? So there were my three options. And then I decided to, to sell it and I gave myself another year to really build it up to the best I could and systemize everything and then we sold it at a you know really well quite quite good price as well so i was really happy to exit on a on a strong note and then we um, decided to travel the world for three months with our little girl she was three at the time and that was such a precious moment that i said this is what i want i want to be able to travel with my with my kids i want to be able to show them the world and I want to have the freedom to work from anywhere. I don't want to be stuck in a certain location. So that was very, very important for me. So I knew what I wanted. And then it was just a matter of how do I design my business to be able to achieve that, right? And that's where the values are so important because every decision from then on 
I always put it against the, the values. Like, is this going to give me freedom or is it going to get, take freedom away? Is it going to allow me to grow or is this going to, um, you know, put me, um, make me feel stuck in a way? Is it going to allow me to, to live adventurous or is it just going to hold me back from what I really want to be doing? So all these values were really important to me. Yeah, and... Um, so then where did you go from, so you sold, you traveled the world, which sounds amazing. <laughs> three months, yeah. We, we, we went to Italy and Paris and spent some time in Germany with my family, which was fantastic, and um, also went to Malaysia to, to visit my wife's family. That's where she's from. So yeah, we did quite a bit in those three months. And then when we came back, that's when I set out to really sort of work on my marketing business and reimagined, you know, what life could be like if I just did that full time. And it took me a while to get there, but uh, now I'm super happy. Like I love every day I do what I love. And sometimes I get to pitch myself uh, because I, I literally, like I can't stop working because I love it so much. And some people look at me like I'm crazy because I still work on Sundays and Saturdays, but it's out of choice, not because I have to. And I think it's a beautiful thing when you, when you have something that you, you genuinely love doing, um, it gives you so much purpose and it inspires other people as well, right? I think that's when we do our life's best work, when we have something we truly love. Yeah, absolutely. It's so inspiring to to hear, but it's it's so valuable to really take time and love what you do work-wise. And work is not everything, but if you love what you do work-wise, I'm the same, like I go for a walk or a run every morning and Every morning I'm just like, I cannot believe how lucky and grateful I am for what I get to do. And it wasn't always the case. Like I, you know, I started a business, um, Kiki K, a long time ago, and there were certainly parts of that journey where I was like, it just wasn't me anymore. Now I have decided based on my values as well and my dreams that I'm only going to do what I love and I'm only going to work with people that I love. <laughs> Life just becomes so much more fun. And for me, what I do a couple of Saturdays ago, I just took a whole day and just read a book from start to finish. Just that's you know, I just love reading and learning. And you know, in the past, I would have I would have felt guilty about that, but I just felt like first, this is you know one of my highest values. I work really hard, and this is part of my work as well. So I got so much out of that book that I can then implement in my own life and in my business and share to the people that I want to inspire. So thank you for sharing that because I think that is so valuable for people who are listening to actually really think about, do you actually love what you do? But there are a certain aspect and it takes a while to use mention that, you know, my new business certainly hasn't happened overnight. I'm still working really hard to make it work, but that's the fun bit if you love what you do. Yeah. I think as long as you know you're on, on the right track, I think that's when you you can justify it taking a bit longer, right? Because you, you know you're working in the right direction. I think it's when we feel lost that we get anxious and we really feel like we're, we're yeah, not, not quite in our space. And that's what, what happened to me where I felt very unhappy. It's usually when I'm not on the right track. And I think our hearts, they tell us, right? So we just have to listen sometimes. Yeah. And it reminds me actually of uh, yesterday I was stuck on something and I just couldn't work it out and I just needed to talk to someone about it. So that's the value of, you know, having some really inspiring people in your life that you can get help from. So there's a chapter is who has done this before and who can help. Have you got someone that you, you obviously are part of Business Blueprint, so no doubt you'll get a lot of inspiration there, but are there anyone in particular that have inspired you or helped you through this 
journey? I think it's a, a bunch of authors and um, inspiring business people as well. I don't think there's any one particular person. I think Dale from Business Blueprint definitely played a big part of it. I think he's quite inspiring the way he structured his life. And um, that was very relatable. Like when I first met Dale, I went to one of his events and that was quite inspiring to listen to his story. And I was like, this is exactly what I want for my life, right? And that's why I started joining Business Blueprint. And then I took a bit of a break after a couple of years and I recently rejoined. That's what that's uh, when we met yep. at the last conference. But I think there's been lots of authors um, that have contributed to my way of thinking and also my inspiration, I think. Um, I love, uh, yesterday I listened to something from Brian Tracy, whom I love. I think he's got timeless wisdom and a lot of it. Um, you know, people like Tony Robbins, obviously. Um, fantastic motivational speaker. Uh, there's so many great, great people out there. And I think once you go on that journey of, of looking for people that you can relate to, and that you can borrow wisdom from, it's like an ocean, you know, it's, uh, there's endless supply of motivation and inspiration out there. Yeah, it's one of my highest values. So definitely love all that. I'm a huge believer in jumping out of your comfort zone and taking every opportunity in business and life. How important was it to take a leap out of your comfort zone as you were setting up your dream life? I think it's a big part of it. Um, and I, I think I've always been fairly good at going out of my comfort zone. Like I, I like to push myself a little, even if it feels uncomfortable. And I think I've, I've kind of done this all my life. And probably my, you know, the year in China uh, that I was talking about earlier, that was probably a big contributor to that as well. Because when you do that at the age of 10, you, you think to yourself, like, what else can I do, right? If I can spend a, a whole year alone in the middle of nowhere in, in the mountains of China, what, what else can I do in my life? So it, it kind of gives you, it raises the bar to what's possible and um, what comfort means to you, I think. One of the things that I hear most frequently from the community that I'm in, who are people who are sharing that they want to live their dream life, self-doubt is a big obstacle for people living their dream life. And I heard, I think it was Jane who has been on my podcast before, her boyfriend said to her, what makes you so special that you think you can't do public speaking when there are so many people in the world that actually can? It's something to really think about. What makes you so special that you can't do it when there are so many other people can do it? Because most of the time, they're not more clever. They're not more talented. They just started somewhere and they just practice. And something like public speaking, all you need to do to get better is actually doing it. As you can, you can study like with any other skill, isn't it? Yes, and okay. no, I can, I can, I can relate very much. Um, public speaking is not one of my favorite things to do, but I, I think um, yes, I, you know, one way to to overcome those fears, I think, is really to sit down and, and make a list of what you're good at and what you're not good at. What are your weaknesses, or what you consider to be your weaknesses? Because sometimes they can actually turn out to be a strength of yours. Um, but I think being Getting clarity on what's actually holding you back from achieving your goals uh, can be very sobering. And then you can make decisions and say, okay, for, for me, one of my big ob obstacles in uh, business was actually sales. I never enjoyed selling and I it, it always felt yucky, right? Which I think a lot of business people can relate to. And I said, I, I want to get over this. I want to get better at sales and I want to I wanna be able to enjoy it. So I signed up for a, um, a sales course and 
I th- the first sales course I went to was pretty useless. It didn't really do much. I didn't really get much out of it. But I didn't stop there. I said, there must be more. There must be something else out there. And um, then I, I worked on it and, and looked for, for people who can actually teach me that stuff. And now I really enjoy having sales conversation with my customers because it doesn't feel like sales anymore. It's really like me helping people get their businesses up and running, right? So it, it's it's really changed my perception. And that was just one example. But there's, there might be obstacles. You know, when, once you start looking at it, what is it that's holding me back? What's the emotion that's that's preventing me from, from taking that step or from taking the next step, um, then you can actually make better decisions on what your next step should be. As always, it's if you can start looking at it's not about you, it's about someone else. Um, so with public speaking, for example, I always think if I can inspire one, three people here, that might be 500, but if I can change someone's life in a small way when you just do an hour talk that is all I need I don't need 500 people to love me or change their life if I can change a few people's lives each time in terms of inspire them to take some action then that's all you need so always putting it out to other people when you're actually so then selling becomes so much easier because you just want to help people Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's it's also not just the people you help, but there's always a ripple effect, right? Like if you help one person, it will have some effect on people in their life. Yeah. So it's it's not just the people in the room, but there's so many unseen connections or other ways that you help other people as well doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your year in China. So brave of you to do in such a young age. Yes, I, th- I think I was quite pig-headed. I was, I had, I, it was just something I had to do, and I can't even tell you why, but I was so fanatic about uh, Bruce Lee movies, and I just loved the, the culture and the martial arts and everything. So I just really wanted to live there. And I knew that learning as a kid, even at that young age, but I, I was very aware that it's different learning at a young age than it was when you're older. And that was my reasoning to my to my mom right? when she said, "Oh, you, you can't go now. You have to go to school." And I was like, "But this is this is once in a lifetime opportunity. I need to do it now when I'm young." And I just knew I had to. And yeah, I, I think now looking back at my age now, I'm nearly forty. But looking back now at you know my, my little one, uh, she is now pretty much the same age when I went to China. So it's quite interesting to watch her being at the same age when I went to China for a year. Me imagining letting her go there for a year, I think that would, like, the courage that my parents had at the time, I think I'm only starting to really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, At the time, sort of, I I kind of, you know, once they said yes, I kind of took it for granted. But I think the older I get, the more I appreciate what my parents, like, have done by actually letting me or supporting me in in achieving that dream, right? Yeah, so that's probably a big one. I think um, if if your parents uh, out there, then uh, definitely see you know that you you don't obstruct your kids' dreams. I think you can really do an amazing job if you if you let your kids dream and support them in any way possible. And that might be small things, it might be big things. Uh, it doesn't really matter as long as they feel supported. I think that's a big one. Another really big thing I learned from that was travel as much as you can because I I think traveling is such an important thing of life. Uh, when we travel, it's when we start seeing the world from other angles. Um, you know, especially when you start learning different languages. Um, what I, I I learned Mandarin in the process of being there for a year, so that was a nice little little uh, bonus. 
But I think when you start learning a second language, different languages, you, you actually develop a different way of thinking. You might have that, like speaking Swedish and English as well. Do you find there's different concepts of life or different different ways of thinking? That's really valuable as well. It gives you different insights. You look at at, at life from from different angles, right? It gives you a broader view on life, I think. So for me, traveling has always one of the most important things, and I'm really trying to instill that in my kids as well. Um, we usually, before COVID came about, um, we uh, my wife is a yoga instructor and we started doing luxury yoga retreats once a year. And um, so that was a nice way of merging the business with my value of adventure and freedom, right? So developing it in a way that we can actually take the family and travel while making money doing it. So that's what we decided to do as a family. And my older daughter, she's uh, she traveled to 10 countries by, by the age of 10. So uh, she's seen quite a bit herself. And I think it's it's so valuable for kids to to see different cultures and see different countries and see how other people live, and it just inspires you and, and gives you motivation, you know, to to come back with new eyes. I think that's really important because sometimes when we live in the same spot and we do the same thing, we do the same job every day, we can get quite stuck in and rigid in our way of thinking. Yeah, and getting out of that world and just seeing things from from different angles and then coming back you start seeing your life with more opportunities you know i think it's a really big eye opener i also think that it makes you come up with some brilliant ideas you know you you just get inspired especially if you are spending time outside walking and exploring when i travel i always come back feeling so inspired but i also always feel so grateful coming back home because i love i'm also a homebody so i love traveling but i also love being home so so it just gives you that perspective and and most of my ideas they you know they are when i'm on a plane or for a walk somewhere or it's just so valuable and one of my dreams uh, becoming a parent when i was in the midst of running a business it was um, challenging but i decided i'm just going to involve the kids in the business and have them part of it so my son for example, since he was four, always traveled with me. And when I look back, I just think I'm so glad because sometimes it would have been easier not to travel with a four-year-old. I actually did a trip just domestically this year together when I did a work trip. But it's just so fun to see how kids are exploring the world, but also um, see how how you can work and uh, inspire them. And Axel, he started a couple of businesses, but he's now only 14, just started playing golf and didn't like the fashion. So now he's started a golf shirt brand. And it's just been so inspiring to see, actually, because I sometimes wonder if shared too much and, and you, we share the good and you know and the bad and we certainly had lots of both so I think just traveling and also seeing how people live and and how privileged we are to be able to do this is is also another plus with travel for sure yes I agree lovely so I would love to ask you what would a dream Monday look like for you so most people dread Monday morning I love Monday mornings and I am I'm assuming you do as well but I'd love to hear a little bit about how a dream Monday will look like for you with your work yes I actually love the the start of the week um it gives me energy to to look forward to to the week and um, I get excited about you know what's to come um I love in in my line of work um I do marketing for small business owners and I get to work with lots of different businesses, which is fantastic because every business is different, uh, different industries, different products, different services. And you're always learning 
um, which, you know, growth is also one of my values. So I love that I'm always constantly learning about new, new products, new people. And um, so for me, the, the, I actually love my Tuesdays, to be honest. We've got this, my little one, um, my eight-year-old. So my job is to drop, drop her off at school every morning. And we've got this thing on Tuesdays where uh, we call it Talking Toucan Tuesdays because there's this little cafe across the road and it's called Talking Toucan. So we make a, make an effort to get up really early and go there and have a little daddy-daughter date every Tuesday morning. Oh, that's so nice. And, and these are all little precious moments that when I was working in hospitality, I felt like I never had the time to do that because I had to get up much earlier and then came back, you know, by the time it's getting dark again. And we were just constantly exhausted. So I didn't even have the energy to, to do these things. And I think because of that, I value these things even more. And it's just our little baby Chino date. You know, she, she, it's, it's really quality time we spend together. And uh, we really make an effort to, to do that every, every single Tuesday. Mm. And we get up an hour early and take that time for us uh, to read a book. Or sometimes it's, it's little poetry or something and read to each other. And it's, it's quite beautiful. And then after I drop her off, um, then I decide where this is most days, actually, I decide where I want to work, because I've made the conscious choice not to have a fixed office, because I like moving around. And I love having that freedom to work anywhere I want. And so I usually do that spontaneously, I see how I feel. And sometimes I work um, at a cafe, sometimes I work in a little hotel bar or something. Uh, sometimes I work by the river. So it, it really, wherever it draws me on that particular day, that's where I'm going to go and, and choose to work. And I open my laptop and I see what's what's on the cards. And then I used to have this phase where I was trying to get uh, more and more productive, right? I had this productivity trip and um, I was always looking for ways to do more in less time. And um, I think I've overdone it to a stage where then I went the complete opposite and I was like, I'm just going with the flow <laughs> and uh, not having a to-do list at all. And I think the best place is somewhere in, in between, right? I think it's um, feeling into what you feel inspired to do, but also having a little bit of structure, but not going to the extreme to either side. So that's that's what I normally do. I just, yeah, um, see what's on the cards and then I make my little plan and then work away and uh, have some really nice conversations with my clients. And I love seeing them progress and do well in their businesses. And it's very inspiring to see people live their passion. Yeah, I love that. And I think working from cafes and hotel bars and all that is what I love as well. I just love changing the environment. I love working from home because I love the quiet side, but I also love being out and about. And I often just walk because I also love walking. So then I just go somewhere and then I walk for a while and then I just go and have a coffee and, and work and it's uh, or read or journaling or whatever. I decide to do. But the ideas that comes out of just that is just really inspiring. Yes, and I listen to audiobooks a lot as well, yeah. uh, including yours when I came across it. So, uh, yeah, I think for me, walking and listening to some inspiring things is, is very, very uh, important because it always gives you some little sparks of ideas where you go like, oh, I can do this and I can do that. And it just opens up the, the opportunities and you, you start to see what's possible in your world. Sometimes when we, when we, I find when I, when I stop listening to audiobooks for a few weeks, um, I get too, too much in my head and I, I tend to tip over to a place where I dwell on the negative. 
uh, that's when I usually pull out another audio book, you know, that inspires me and it keeps my thoughts on a positive. I think that's really important to, to keep you inspired and, and dreaming. Well, this has been such an inspiring conversation. I have a couple of more shorter questions, but before we do that, I'd love to ask you, what kind of tips would you give to our listeners in terms of getting started to live your dream life? One big one is just listen to your heart more. I think I always get very, what's the word? I get quite sad when I see people being stuck in a job they hate and they do that. And they, they kind of stop dreaming and, and listening to, to their heart, right? And I think it all starts to, to really listening to your heart and, and ask yourself, what do I actually want for my life? What sort of legacy do, you want, do I want to leave behind? Who, who's, who, who's the person I want to become, right? They're all really important questions, but it all starts with listening to your heart, I think. So I think for me, that's a really important thing. It's just listening in and ask yourself some important questions. And I think it's worth mentioning. So when we met, so this has been really interesting. As I said in the beginning, I I didn't I didn't know your story, and this is the first time I've done a podcast without actually doing all the research. And it's fun to do something different. And um, when we met, you said that you love the book and it changed your life, etc. So that was so inspiring to me. And when I hear that, I often think, oh, I can't wait to hear more. But because it was such a full conference, we didn't really get to speak. And then one of the things that you've we were encouraged by Dale to write down what we were going to do in the next quarter. And I think you have to correct me if I got this wrong, uh, that you wrote down that you want to be on three podcasts. Is that correct? Absolutely. So I think one of the speakers at the conference uh, was talking about the, the power of podcasting and you know how to, to get the word out about your brand and stuff like that. So after her talk, uh, that was one of my goals. I wrote down a, a, for the next quarter, I want to attend on three different podcasts. And then we went into the break. And so I, I've just written this down and we went into the break and we went down to the supermarket next door to get some water. And I think that's where I bumped into you. And you came up to me and said, David, I, after our conversation, I would really like to invite you to my podcast. And I was, I was not like, I was like, is this hidden camera? or is it? <laughs> it seemed quite unreal, you know, that I had just written that down. And then Five minutes later, I bump into you again and you ask me the question. So it's not even me initiating it, but it was. And, and I think that's the beauty of, of getting clear on what you want. It's a magical way of life, just putting opportunities in front of you. And maybe because I've written it down, I said yes to the opportunity, whereas maybe before I would, have, would not have. I don't know. But um, I think, yeah, there's, there's real power in writing down your dreams and your goals. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I believe there is some magic to it, you know, when you start writing things, you writing down your dreams. And I've shared many of those things over the years, but, uh, and I think there's one specifically that I, I just love sharing. I've probably shared it many times here, but you haven't heard it, so maybe, so I'll share it with you. But when I went to the Maldives for the first time, I was completely blown away. And then we stayed at a beautiful resort, which was a four season resort. It was just like me being, uh, at the time in retail, the service was just another level that I have ever experienced. It was just so amazing. So I just got really curious. There was a book in the in the little shop about the founder of Four Seasons. I read that book and then I got so inspired and I wrote myself down a dream to stay at all the Four Seasons. I actually changed that dream. So I, that's no longer my dream, but that was one of my dreams at the time. And then I shared that dream. So there's power. So I know that you didn't share this with me, but there's really some power in sharing um, the dream. So I did that with a guy who worked at the Four Seasons in Maldives 
And then the day after, he said, we want to make one of your dreams come true. We have another Four Seasons Resort. So they flew us in a little seaplane to the other Four Seasons Resort, which was super expensive and a resort that I would never have been able to, to go to. It was just like so powerful to share a dream. So so I'm sharing that only for other people to share their dreams. And in, in my workshops, I always ask people to share because you never know who are able to support you or help you or know someone who can. Absolutely. I couldn't, couldn't agree more. Most people naturally have a desire to, to help others, right? I, I really believe that. And um, when, we, when we share things, I think other brains kick in and, and they start to think, oh, how can I contribute to that? And the more people you share it with, the more there is a chance of somebody putting their hand up and saying, hey, I can actually help you with this, or I know someone who can help you, right? So sometimes we, we don't know what's out there until we actually look for it. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to ask you, have you got a particular morning routine? I know you're Tuesday morning routine, but in your normal days, <laughs> have you got a particular one? Um, not at the moment. I think they come and go. Um, I, I find that sometimes you, you do a routine and it works really well. Um, there was a routine where I got up, you know, at five in the morning and I did my gym workout and wrote my to-do list and revisited my vision and stuff. And I did that for a while, but then sometimes I find that things can wear off a little bit and switching things up can be very valuable, at least for me, I think. You know, some people, they like to stick to one thing and do it all the way through. I think I need variety in my life a little bit, so I like to redesign my routine. And at the moment, I like to actually, the, the last few weeks I've been getting up quite early and uh, there's a little cafe around the corner from us. They open quite early at 6 o'clock, so I, I like to go there for a couple of hours and do a couple of hours' work before I pick up the kids and drop them off to school. And um, that's really helped me in the morning. I'm really, uh, I love writing in the morning. That's when I'm fresh and um, inspired. So I think that little time of, you know, just having a bit of me time and coffee and then coming back at say 7.30 or eight o'clock and you've already written quite a few pages. I think that what's been really inspiring me lately. There is something magic about the mornings. And before COVID, I spent every winter in Sweden and we were there over the summer and I was up early because, you know, it's 3 a.m. It's I didn't get up at 3 a.m., but 3 a.m. is when the sun rises in summer in Sweden. So when you get up at 5, it's already, you know, the sun is up. And I was up walking and I was like, why are not everyone out? <laughs> because it's such a magical time of the day. I feel like if you have a great morning, then it doesn't really matter how the day it turns out because then you have that space for you and if you do the writing or whatever whatever is important to you then you feel like you had a really good day yes absolutely i agree as you may know i'm such an avid reader so i'm always interested to know do you have a favorite book obviously your one you know was was definitely um you know sometimes you pick up you, you pick up a book and it's just at the right time yes, of your life yes. your book was one of those times where i just needed to hear that right but there's so many other other fantastic books. Um, I mentioned earlier the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. I think that that's what sort of initiated my personal development journey. Yeah. One book that's really shaped my business as well was a little book called Company of One. I can't remember the author to be honest, but it was basically the question: how big you really want to be, and why do you need to keep growing if you're actually in your happy spot? That's really sort of made me question because I always had the feeling I needed to to create this big company, big agency, right? And then I said, you know what? Actually, I don't want to manage a huge team. I actually love the personal relationship I have with my clients. 
and I'm actually really happy right now. So why do I need to, to take it two steps up? And why not stay here, right? So I think it was, it, it, in the book, it had this example of, I think it was a lawyer who had an annual financial goal. And when he hit that financial goal in September, he said, okay, I'm just going to take the next three months off and go surfing, right? And I think sometimes we, when we allow ourselves to be happy with a certain way of living, like, and, and not always having the need to strive, I think it can create more happiness as well. So I think there's there's real value in constant growth, but sometimes I think it's also there's also value in staying where you are. Last question, if you could go back to your younger self, say when you were in your late teens, what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? As a teenager, I think we tend to think we know everything and I wish that I would have you know, listen to the older generation a bit more and kept an open mind. I'm, I'm glad I came around. I guess I, I think I turned out all right. But there was definitely a time as a teenager where you have a closed mind. And I think that's true for adults as well, where you stop listening to other people's opinions. And I think keeping an open mind is very important. And I think I would tell myself, you know, stop being so cocky and um, listen to what other people have to say, because there might be some truth in it. Yeah. Yeah, love that. Yeah, I think we all need that little advice. So thank you so much. This has been so inspiring. I'm so, so grateful to have bumped into you. And I'm so grateful you said yes, and you wrote down that you wanted to be on three podcasts. So I'm glad that I was able to have you on one of them. So thank you so much. It's been so, so inspiring. Thank you so much for having me, Christina. It's been an absolute pleasure. Wow. How inspiring was that? just loved it and I hope you did too. Gosh, two simple things to get started. Take time to write down your dreams and goals and be clear on your values. At the time of releasing this episode, I have a free workshop in the next couple of weeks and we will certainly be writing down dreams. So please join me. Just go to dreamlifestartshere.com to sign up. It's free. And if you're listening to this another time, just sign up to our newsletter and I will let you know when the next one is. I hope you are inspired to dream big and get ready for 2023 and make it your best year yet. I have been thinking a lot this year what makes people take action on creating their dream life. So I will release a new program soon, which I cannot tell you about. I might tell you about it on the next episode. So stay tuned. As always, thank you for listening. And please share this episode with anyone you think needs it or wants it. I'll be back next week. Have a wonderful week and get ready to dream big. Mm -hmm.